Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, John Goodwin, someone we've had on quite often. And he is uh, he's terrific. He is the publisher and president of Galaxy Press. And uh, he is uh, he is in charge of all of the works of fiction of L. Ron Hubbard. And as of this October 22nd, we'll get back to hopefully some normalcy. The Writers of the Future contest will have an event. And when I say that is, uh, you know, last year, obviously, everything was up in the air. And uh, because of COVID-19, and hopefully we get to October 22nd and we're all right. But Writers of the Future is one of the biggest contests that one could imagine. And illustrators uh, benefit from this, but it, it has been a launch pad, an absolute launch pad for so many great writers and illustrators over the years. John Goodwin, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. Thank you very much for being able to chat with you again. Yeah, well, you know, listen, thrilled to have you, and congratulations on your podcast. I appreciate uh, having me on, and, and boy, what a podcast you have. It's just absolutely terrific. Thank you. Yeah, it just continues to, to grow, and uh, we've pretty much stably broken our million listens to every uh, episode now and as it continues to grow, so we're very, very happy about it. Listen, just t- tremendous work there. Uh, let's talk about October 22nd. Uh, this, is, uh, this is something that people have been waiting for. Uh, obviously, last year was a, a difficult year to uh, manage for everyone, and that, that goes for all the awards uh, from the from the Oscars to the Grammys to the uh, Emmys, and of course, Writers of the Future. Uh, give everyone who doesn't know about Writers of the Future a, a bit of a rundown on what to expect. Sure. Well, first of all, for somebody who doesn't know what Writers of the Future is, it was a, a contest created by Owen Hubbard in 1983. And the purpose of it was to provide a, a means for the aspiring writer for their creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. It started off, and it was, it was so successful um, that one of the facets of the first volumes was we used to have <coughs> we used to hire illustrators to illustrate uh, the, the, several of the stories. Uh, the idea then came up, okay, let's now create the illustrators of the future con- uh, competition. So then... We launched that five years later, and so now we've got this, the writers and illustrators of the future. So we've got 12 winning writers, 12 winning artists, uh, from, literally from around the world. We have, I think, from about this, this year, we have a half a dozen countries, and last year, another half a dozen countries. So we're going to have probably 10, 12 countries represented this year because, as you're commenting about the pandemic, we had to postpone last year's event, which is this mega gala that we hold in Hollywood. Uh, there's a lot of media that attends and cover it, and we have we fly out all the the winners. The contest judges are the biggest names in science fiction, and fantasy, both writing and art, and so they're there to present the awards and plus a few different celebrities that really love science fiction that also participate. So this year on the 22nd of October, we have for the first time ever a, a double header on a uh, volume 36 and volume 37 winners being flown in from all over the world, at least the countries that are open. <clears throat> we still have some issues with Australia um, and Spain, but um, we're working to get, you know, if those things open up, we're going to fly in as well. And this is something that Mr. Hubbard uh, funded as part of his uh, legacy. So um, all the flights are covered by Mr. Hubbard. <clears throat> the hotel is covered by Mr. Hubbard, where they're going to stay in Hollywood. The uh, Roosevelt Hotel, very famous from uh, 
the, is the location of the very first um, Oscar event. Uh, let, let me Excuse let me. you get a little bit of water. I hear you coughing there, but let me remind folks. Let me let me remind folks that John Goodwin is the voice you're hearing, uh, a, a, an amazing publisher and and the president of Galaxy Press, which is uh, you know a major publishing company, and they handle the 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 works, the uh, fiction works yeah. of fiction for L. Ron Hubbard, and uh, again we're here talking about the writers of the future contest on april uh, i'm sorry april on october 22nd uh the the gala will be there and the, uh, the well the event uh, will be there and uh it's just it's it's just a um you know spectacular array of talent that is there and john before you continue with what you were what you were saying if you could um give give us a a, a few of the uh, folks that are on the panel, uh, because it is a group. Sure. It is a group of writers that is second to none. I mean, these are you know yeah. best-selling authors and illustrators. Uh, give us give us a little taste of who's on that panel. Sure. So um, the judges, the writing judges, are like Kevin Anderson, and um, he's the one that writes with um, the Dune Universe. He writes. Uh, in fact, the next one's coming out right um, in the next uh, month or so. But he and Brian Herbert, who is Frank Herbert's son, the guy that wrote Dune originally, they're both judges. Dune, um, Frank Herbert was a judge originally when he was still with us. Uh, we've got Orson Scott Card, the author of Ender's Game, is a judge. David Farland, he's written multiple New York Times bestsellers, including The Rune Lords, is probably one of his most famous. Uh, there's Eric Flint, who's the author of the 1632 series. He was a winner about 25 years ago, and then now has gone on to become one of our judges. We also have um, Catherine Kurtz. I just, her podcast is just up right now, but she's uh, created the um, um, the universe, the, the basically the subgenre of um, historical fantasy, and she's got her Dorini series. Todd McCaffrey, who's the son of Anne McCaffrey, who was a judge, and he he carried on with her legacy as as a judge. There's also Larry Niven. Um, the author of Ringworld and that whole um, known universe um, series that, that he does. Nadia Corfor is uh, was a winner about 20 years ago, and she's gone on now to write a lot of stuff with uh, in the Black Panther universe. So she's done a lot of stuff working with that. And then Tim Powers, he's multiple World Fantasy Award winner. Um, Brandon Sanderson, one of our judges, he was a, he was a, entered the contest at the start of his career. He's now probably one of the most popular fantasy authors in the world. Rob Sawyer um, is uh, Dean of Science Fiction in, in Canada, and Sean Williams, who's uh, probably one of the most prominent science fiction writers in Australia. Those are our, that's our judges, wow. amazing, uh, wow. talented uh, writers, who are the ones that are judges for this competition. And then the illustrators, we also have equally as storied uh, participants in that. Unfortunately, the illustrators aren't so much known by their name, they're known by their art. So... The authors I just said, a lot of their art is, was created by our judges, but um, our judges have made several of the uh, the patches and emblems for NASA over the years. They've um, done some of the your most famous uh, dragons. Uh, the uh, one, of, one of our uh, judges, uh, Larry Elmore, um, is is probably one most well known for creating a lot of the original art for Dungeons and Dragons, and so. Those are types of, of people that we have. Uh, Sean Tan, one of our judges, he won an, an Oscar about six years ago for um, for a short a short film, 
and that he basically did the whole creation on. So um, we just have people that really are interested in helping, and and that's probably one of the hallmarks about what was originally created by Mr. Hubbard and what and what uh, purpose all these judges have in common is really wanting to lend a helping hand to the aspiring writer and artist. And what's great about the competition, it's free to enter. It's open to anyone who's not been professionally published. Any age group, we've got people entering the contest, you know, while still in elementary school. Of course, they don't win, but they can still, you know, validate the fact they want to be able to be an artist or a writer. I think our oldest uh, contest entry was like over 100 years old. Wow. We have winners this year that are in the 60s and in their teens. So it's just open to everybody, and there's no restriction as to what country they're from because I don't think it's illegal anywhere. So we've, I think we've got entries now from nearly 180 countries, but it's uh, any, uh, any race, any gender. Um, there's just no, no restrictions other than the fact that it's a good story or it's a great art. And the judging is done blind so that the judges have no idea who they're judging. It's just the quality of the story or the quality of the art. And again, it's free to enter. You can go to writersofthefuture.com to enter the contest. And that's where you can also go, <clears throat> go to um, listen to my great interview with Frank on, uh, on the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. We also have a free online course that was created that um, provides about a dozen uh, videos that were uh, made by our, our judges, and there's about um, 10 essays from Mr. Hubbard, and it walks a person through how to write a short story. It doesn't have to be science fiction or fantasy. It's just any short story. How do you write it? So we've got a lot of people that have taken it, over 5,000, um, who have signed up for it and moving through the course who are um, learning some of the basic tools of writing, and everybody's got a story, something or another, in their, in their head they'd like to be able to share, and this gives you some of the tools to be able to do that. It's all provided for free to be able to just, again, lend that helping hand, something that um, was a, a um, thing that, that Mr. Trevor was doing from his uh, early years as a writer of Pulp Fiction in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. He'd write for the, um, or not 20s, but in the 30s and 40s, that he would write for um, various magazines as well as just helping um, aspiring authors you know, as they are trying to make their way during the, the Depression and uh, post-World War One, pre-World War Two time periods. John Goodwin, everyone, is the voice that you're hearing. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, John Goodwin is the, the publisher and the president of Galaxy Press, uh, which is the, the publisher for the works, the works of fiction of L. Ron Hubbard and uh, the the founder of, of really a great contest that is, uh, you know, you heard the uh, uh, illustrious cast of folks that uh, are judging there uh, for the Writers of the Future Award. And as of October 22nd, and, and I'm, I'm saying it with trepidation, you know, because, uh, you know, you never know what this Delta variant and everything else going on. Yeah, but October exactly. 22nd, we're... We're keeping our fingers crossed. We're hoping that the event takes place. It, uh, it's, it's such an important event uh, to, to occur. Uh, Frank McKay here, much more importantly, John Goodwin is our very special guest. John, you, you mentioned a judge that was a former winner of the contest. And, and not that you favor uh, one judge over the other. I mean, they're all incredible talents. And you mentioned Kevin Anderson and Rob Sawyer and, you know, some of these folks just... Uh, mind-blowing work that they've done but it has to be really 
fulfilling. It has to be really enjoyable to watch somebody win and then come take their place among uh, the the Rushmore. Well, it's a law, it's a large Rushmore, but of of uh, of illustrious uh, sci-fi writers and fantasy writers, uh, it's got to be a special place in your heart for the for those individuals. It is. It's it's really good. We've actually got probably. Um, Overall, the judge, we got probably about half a dozen who were either winners or we have some who used to enter the contest and then they just, the term we use is proed out. So they became professionals and so no longer qualified. And so that was like Kevin Anderson, Brandon Sanderson um, were falling in that category. And there's, there's a few others. But we've also got like Sean Williams was the guy from, uh, from uh, Australia, was one of our winners. And it's just like with, with um, our Rob Sawyer, the the big guy from uh, Canada, was entering the contest, and he was given a two-page criticism from our coordinating judge on what he needed to do to fix up his story. He took the advice, turned his short story into a novel, sold the novel, disqualified himself, but that gave him his launch for um, an, an amazingly uh, prolific and varied career on the different types of stories that he writes. He had one of his uh, stories that was turned into a, a TV series in ABC, Flash Forward, a few years ago. So it, it's very, very fulfilling. And Kevin Anderson did a review of this once. It's roughly about a third of our winners go on to major professional um, careers in writing, whether it's uh, script doctoring, screenwriting in Hollywood, uh, writing uh, fiction some of them gone on to other genres you know they've got their launch and now they write other genres and they're best-selling authors just yeah. so very rewarding and that yeah. that was the purpose yeah just uh, amazing and i i i've got to believe that uh l ron hubbard would uh, would approve of where this contest has gone since uh, since uh, we've lost him and um and just a, a, an amazing foresight to create back in 1983 for it still to be going strong uh, now, I mean, stronger than ever. Let's face it. Uh, than now, it's uh, it it has to have uh, exceeded expectations, uh, wouldn't you say? Absolutely agree. Let me ask you something from a technical standpoint, and you know, a lot of us don't, you know, wouldn't know this that aren't publishers, you know, or major publishers. Uh, but when you when you deal with sci-fi and fantasy, I mean, some folks that that wouldn't be, um, I, I don't know, everyday names, uh, have tremendous followings. And unless you're in that world, unless you're in the world of, of sci-fi or, or fantasy and you're really into it, you might not know some of these, uh, some of these names. But it's such a big genre, both, uh, both two separate genres. But what is a, from your standpoint, if somebody's listening, and and even one of your you know one of your entries, let's say uh, entrance, I should say, uh, what what is a what can they be looking at as far as what what could they look at to sell? I mean, are there people selling millions of copies or at this point in in uh, in history? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We've got like Patrick Rothfuss. Patrick Rothfuss was one of our winners um, probably about twelve years ago. And uh, he's, he's got this series called Name of the Wind. The first book came out. He actually was introduced to his publisher from uh, one of our judges, Kevin Anderson, because he, he still likes his short story. <clears throat> and he was uh, 
Um, he came out with his first book, hit the New York Times. The second book debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller list. He sold millions of copies of books from what he's done. Uh, again, Kevin Anderson, who he entered, I think, 17 times before becoming a professional, but he sold literally millions and millions of books. Uh, Rob Sawyer has won, has sold um, millions of books. We've also got Eric Flint, who is one of our winners, I think, volume 18, something like that. Um, his 1632 series is probably got 20 books in that series, and it's gone and it sold millions of books there as well. So it's within the community itself. We've got the um, science fiction is a huge genre, and Amazing. fantasy is maybe even bigger. But Hollywood has long known the value of science fiction fantasy. You take a look at all their top blockbusters, and I think it's about 90, 95 percent of them are science fiction fantasy. So we get a lot of popularity like Dune, um, that our, one of our, like our um, Frank Herbert, who was a judge at the, at the outset of the contest, um, has sold millions of copies, and it's got the movie coming out in a few months. There's uh, all the offshoots of the prequels and sequels to Dune are being written by our contest judges, who themselves were contest entrants earlier. So it's something that um, within the circle of writers of the future as well, it's one of the one of the hallmarks to the contest has become that it's one of the few areas that a person can actually go and get a legitimate launch to a career, a very successful career by based on stats. You know, so now you've got um we we started off with this contest back in, in like the first book released in eighty five. It was announced in eighty three, it was the first book was published in eighty five. And that first book there was like eight hundred, seven hundred ent- contest entrants. We now have thousands of entrants every quarter. So um, it's just it's grown massively, and the number of people who not just as winners because anybody that wins is published in the in the annual anthology. I want Hubbard presents Writers of the Future, which now we're releasing volume 37, is um, automatically uh, if they decide to continue a career as a writer has that leg up because they're publishing one of the best in it is the best selling science fiction and fantasy anthology. And um, they can put that to their credit. But anybody now who's even a finalist in honorable mentions can put that on their resumes, and editors will take their stories out of the slush pile and read it because of the quality and uh, the recognition that um, has to exist for a person to be able to, to have that with, you know, say they've got writers of the future. Um, so that's one thing that's really made a big difference, and so it's international. So it's not just people in the United States. You got Canada, you got the UK, you got India, which is doing really well with us right now. South Africa, um, it just continues to grow in the illustrator contest. Same thing happens with them throughout Europe. We have several winners each year from uh, China, from uh, we got South Korea, we got Vietnam. We even have entrants coming from North Korea, even though you know they're they're not going to be able to win just because of the political of um, scene. But we've got two winners we've had now from Iran. So in Turkey, so it's just, it's basically there for everybody to enter. And there's, there's artists everywhere and there's not a whole lot of encouragement. And that's one thing that we really want to be able to provide to that aspiring writer and artist is that encouragement. And the more that the budgets are cut for arts, the more this becomes all the more critical that people know about it. And that's why I so appreciate you taking the time to to let me, you know, blow my horn on the, on the contest and let people know, look at, 
we've got a lot of people on the eastern seaboard who have won the contest. We've got a couple from Florida this year. We've got uh, New York. Uh, we had our grand prize winners from D.C. a few years ago. So we've got people from all over the um, U.S. that win, but eastern seaboard, and that they can hear from from your uh, your program about this um, is is really really important because it's it is there for them. There's no strings attached, which is you can go to the website and take a look and you see all the different testimonials that we have on there. Um, it's writersofthefuture.com, but they can get that. We even have a forum that we created, which won the best forum last year uh, for writers. You know, so it's all about lending that helping hand, and it's so rewarding on two counts. One, when they go on to successful careers, and then two, they want to jump on board and help pay it back. And we got some major name authors that write to me saying, I'd like to be a judge, you know, who, who definitely recognize the value of this and what it's done. Uh, one of the big uh, book review editors from the libraries, Midwest Book Review, wrote that uh, no single um, activities and more for the for science fiction and fantasy and writers of the future. And so that's something we, we strive for, and it's nice when it gets recognized. Just a tremendous work. It's got to be very fulfilling uh, with uh, everything that's gone on with, uh, yes. with COVID and, and to get back to it. October 22nd, Writers of the Future uh, event will be taking place, everyone, in, uh, uh, in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, and it's also being broad We're also broadcasting it so the person can actually see it live as it's happening. So we'll have that on... It'll be on YouTube and on Facebook. We, again, we have it's, we have the Writers of the Future. Is, we're very predominant on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. So we'll be able to be seen as it, as it progresses. It'll be broadcast live um, so that anybody who wants to see it from wherever they are around the world can actually do so. And then it'll be archived so that people continue to see it even after the event's over with. John, before we let you go, give us a website, a social media site, and the best place to hear the podcast. Sure. So the website is writersofthefuture.com. It's a, it, that becomes like a one-stop shop for all things writers of the future. So writersofthefuture.com, that's where you can go to enter both the writer's contest, the illustrator's contest. That's where you can find the podcast. That's where you can find the blog. That's where you can find the forum. That's where you can find the free online writing workshop. And then the social media that we have is um, you can type in writers of the future, but it's um, WOTF for writers of the future. So it's WTF contest, and that's for either the Facebook, that's the Twitter, and that's the Instagram. So a person can actually find that and and track the winners. We post, we share news constantly of of books and that winners over the over the several years have, have published. You know, people have gone for recognitions, awards that they win, um, art that gets uh, turned into covers, all that stuff we promote on there so that you can people can see and and the winners come there to share it so that people can see so there's a, the they're very popular sites within the science fiction and fantasy community. But it's all pretty much around writersofthefuture.com. And if you go there, you can also click to – we have the, the social media links on there, so you can click directly to the social media links from the writersofthefuture.com uh, webpage. John, thank you very much. Congrats on, on all of the success of Writers of the Future and, and Galaxy, of course. Thank you so much, Frank. It's been great talking to you. And, again, thank you very much for letting me share this. John Goodwin, everyone, is the publisher and president of Galaxy Press, and uh, he is the, the keeper of the flames for uh, the works of fiction of L. Ron Hubbard. 
and I, the Writers of the Future event is upon us October 22nd. Uh, you could be there virtually or in person. Frank McKay signing off. John Goodwin has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.